There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jalati Aladdin is now 25 years old. He was originally born in Guyana, which is northern part of South America. But his family moved up to Manhattan there in New York when he was still just a child. He said in his own words that his family he would consider to be a lower socioeconomic class. They had jobs, they worked, there was money, but it was always hard making ends meet. It was always a struggle. He lived in a neighborhood, he said, where there was always violence. You'd hear guns shooting. But there was another part of that community, and that was the church. And that's what he loved, was church. He said they were there every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night, every Friday night with the youth. And he said that's where you found community. And he said it changed his life. Because there at church, they taught him how to love. They taught him, how do you confront the issues in life that may not be fair, but you find the strength and the courage to continue on through a family of faith? What he noticed growing up was that even though they were poor, it was his mother, he said, who had a way of always having enough to give away. That they would be cooking meals, and she would always then fix meals for three other families down the street Because she said, you know, they got to eat too. And if there was some young student who needed a computer, somehow she'd find the money to get it so they could do their homework. They said, in those days, I I didn't understand it in the beginning that she was so generous because of her faith, always seeking to bless others there in our neighborhood. His mother and father strongly emphasized the importance of getting a good education. And so as he was growing up, he tried hard to do well in school. And while he was in junior high, he applied to go to some special high schools, and he got accepted to a high school called A Better Chance. It was a high school there in uh, New Cana, Connecticut, a very high special uh, high school, a place where he got a four-year scholarship with room, board, books, everything to go. And it was a wonderful place to be with all kinds of opportunities. And you had a host family who would have you over for dinner on Sunday afternoons or take you places. And one of the places his host family liked to take him was to New York to go to some shows on Broadway. Now, he'd never been exposed to Broadway before. And going and seeing these plays on Broadway stirred something in his soul. I mean, he had been playing football as an extracurricular activity, but he decided instead he wanted to do drama. And as he got into drama, again, he found his soul. He applied and he got a scholarship to go to NYU. There he would study dance and theater. 
When he graduated, he started picking up some little odd jobs around trying to get his foot in the door. And then there was an open um, casting call for a new Broadway musical called Frozen. Well, Jelani went. And he did the audition. And when he got through, those who were doing the casting call said, What is your name? Have we ever seen you before? Where'd you come from? He was new. And this 25-year-old kid, this new person to show up, was cast in the role of Kristoff. Now, Kristoff is a significant role in the show Frozen. In fact, in the Broadway show, they have added three songs to what he sings, so there's a lot of character development in his character. Kristoff is a very fun character. It turns out that Kristoff is an orphan, doesn't have any family or friends, no special love interest. In fact, he doesn't like people. The only one he likes is his reindeer, Sven. He and Sven, they're best friends. He doesn't care about people. He is actually an ice man. That is, he sells ice, which is supposed to be kind of funny when you're living in a world called Frozen. But that's what he does. He's kind of this crusty guy. And, and so he is going to sell ice. Like I say, it's a, a significant part of the show. The love interest in the inn for Anna. But one of the really fascinating things is that he's black. Now, you know, that shouldn't matter. That should be no big deal. But in a society that still struggles with racism, it is a big deal. And it made a statement, a big and positive statement. In the movie, Kristoff is white. You hardly ever see people of color being cast in a leading role in a Disney fairy tale. To cast Jelani in this position was a very powerful thing. And he owns it. He is so good. He has received rave reviews at his acting and his singing and dancing. I saw him being interviewed and he made the, was asked, what is Frozen really all about? And he said, it's about connection. It's a story of all these characters who are needing to connect. They're living in isolation. And we need to connect. It's about loving one another. And he said, what we've discovered is the cast Well, we've come to love one another. We have connected. And so it is our prayer that each night when we go out, maybe we can lift people's spirits for a couple of hours at theater. And then when they go out, maybe they will want to connect and to love other people. And if we've accomplished that, then we've been successful. To connect, to love. That's what Frozen has been doing ever since 2013. That's when the the movie came out, 2013. The story of of Frozen really is loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's story of the Ice Queen, that fairy tale. But they had to write it in for something of today. They spent $150 million on making this animated movie. But it is brought in... 1.2 billion. That's a good return on your money. It has been wildly successful. 
In the end, it was Jennifer Lee who wrote the book, who really came up for the story. And then she got to co-produce. She, she was the, I mean, the co-direct this animated film. She would win an Academy Award. And then there was Robert and Kristen Lopez, husband and wife. They wrote the musical score, and they too would win an Academy Award. No, it was wildly successful. Fascinating thing is, they were talking about taking Frozen to Broadway before they even made the movie. They've known all along they were going to take it to Broadway. This is what they wanted to do. The problem was you had to have a lot more songs than seven in the movie. And so now it has 19. They wrote an additional 12 songs to turn it into a full-blown musical. And so you get to dig deeper into Elsa's psyche. What is Elsa thinking? What are the struggles as an ice queen? What about Anna? What's the isolation? What is she struggling with? Who is she? What about Kristoff? What is he feeling? How does he feel about Anna? There's all this more you're able to do when you're on Broadway. Now, the fascinating thing they've discovered is, since it's opened, and it just opened on March 22nd of this year, March 22nd of this year, a few months ago, is when Frozen opened on Broadway, which made it eligible for St. Luke's on Broadway. But what they've discovered so far is 70% of the people who come to see the show are adults without kids. You see, even though people think about Frozen as a show for children, it really deals with issues for adults. There's so much symbolism and there's so many things to be dealt with for adults. Now, if you don't know the storyline, let me walk you through some of it. It's about Anna and Elsa. They are sisters. Elsa's the older sister. Anna's the younger. They're both princesses. You see, their mom and dad are king and queen of Arendelle. And, and so they are growing up there in this castle and they love each other. These two sisters are best friends. They love to go out and play and build snowmen and they have a great time. But then Elsa discovers she has power, magic, that she can freeze things. She can create ice. She throws and there is a power that goes out. And one day while they are playing, Anna is hurt. She is hit by that freezing power and they think she is killed. Her mom and dad pick her up and they all go see the hidden people in the forest who know how to heal and they're able to heal Anna and they make her forget what happened, but Elsa remembers. And so when they come back, Elsa is now afraid, afraid of who she is. She can hurt other people. She can hurt her sister. And the parents separate them and they no longer play together. They don't go out and do things together. They're living their lives as separate. Anna has been frozen out of Elsa's life and she didn't know why. They were best friends. You see them struggle as they are growing along. The mother and father go off on a trip and they are killed in a boating accident. And so now it's just the two kids and they continue to be alone, living in isolation in this castle until Elsa is 21 years old and now she is going to be crowned queen. And so Anna is thrilled. They're going to finally open the doors of the castle and people will come in and there will be dancing. She is so excited. And Elsa is scared to death 
that people will see her for who she is. They will see her power to freeze and think she is a monster. And so they open the doors and Anna goes out and one of the first people she runs into, literally, is Prince Hans. And meeting Prince Hans, they immediately fall in love and within one day they are ready to get married. And here you have Elsa and they go to Elsa and she's, her big sister says, we want to get married. And Elsa gets upset. And when she gets upset, she feels emotion and now the cold comes out and ice begins to form and it scares everyone to death. Now they know her power and so it is that Elsa runs away to go up on the high north mountain to build an ice castle where she can be the ice queen alone, away from everyone. Little does she know, Arendelle is turned into winter. There is no sun. It is all freezing. Anna still loves her sister and goes after her, but to be able to climb a mountain alone? No, you need help to climb a mountain. And that's where she meets Kristoff. She meets Kristoff and Sven and Olaf, a snowman the snowmen that they used to build when they were children. And so now it's Olaf and Sven and Kristoff and Anna who go looking for Elsa and they find her in her ice palace and Anna tells her what is happening and again it upsets Elsa. She didn't want to hurt anybody and ice begins to form and she is throwing power and Anna is hit again and her heart begins to freeze. It's Kristoff who knows about the hidden people and they take her and they rush to the hidden people to try to save her. And this time, the hidden people say, only an act of true love can save her. Only an act of true love can thaw a frozen heart. Well, they know what they need to do. They need to get her back to the castle because there is Hans and there is the prince And as in all Disney stories, it will be Prince Charming who will save the princess. And so they go running back to the castle. I knew exactly what was going to happen. When I'm watching the movie, I knew exactly what was about to happen. You got to get back to the castle. Prince Charming will kiss her. And there's this going to be act of love and all will be well. And they get back and they say, you need to kiss her. She is dying. She's freezing to death. And Hans says, no. 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 You see, he really came hoping to kill Anna and Elsa so he could become king. And so he locks her into a room. And now Anna is dying, growing weaker and weaker. And along comes Olaf, who's having a hard time not melting in front of the fireplace, but who wants to help Anna and help her escape. And Hans has gone after Elsa to find her and to kill her. And he has found her and he has drawn his sword, but Anna has escaped. And now with one last bit of energy, she jumps in front of Elsa as she turns to ice. And with the sword, he hits the ice, Anna, and the sword shatters and he falls back unconscious. And Elsa is saved, but Anna is dead. But with one true act of love, a heart can thaw. And as Elsa is holding Anna, weeping, Anna's heart begins to thaw and she comes back to life. And she comes back to life 
And now Elsa understands it really is about loving in spite of being afraid. You don't have to be afraid. You can love. And through love, she can control her power. Now, the fascinating thing is this is the only Disney fairy tale where the man does not save the princess. <laughs> the only Disney fairy tale where the prince does not save the princess. No, it has a different message. And this love really isn't a love, just a romantic love. There's romantic interest in the, the musical. It's really about the love between two sisters. It's trying to tell us there is a special love between sisters and brothers and parents and children and friends and even strangers. It's not just about romantic love that saves us. There's something more. And by the way, it is the first Disney fairy tale where you have a princess in pants. That's also pretty significant in this show. It is something that is different. And when they asked Jennifer Lee, who wrote the book, what is Frozen all about? And she said, it's about love overcoming fear. When I heard that in her interview, I immediately thought about our scripture lesson, for it's one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. For it winds up saying, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and he who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God should love his brother also. There is so much to be said in that passage. There is so much symbolism in this musical. So many things that I wanted to chase. But with the time that I have, I've had to narrow it down to three things that I think are the important messages that we take away. First of all, I believe the message is we need each other. We need each other. Anna and Elsa are living in the castle and they're both struggling. Elsa is afraid of who she is and that she can hurt someone so she lives in isolation and Anna has to live in isolation and it's why she sings this beautiful little song that we heard done so well earlier. Do you want to build a snowman? Do you want to come out and play? That's what she hungers for. We need to connect. We need each other. And the whole musical is trying to show us till we come to the end, it's only when we connect and we love each other that they find life. Patty Murin plays the part of Anna on Broadway. And Patty Murin, I've come to learn so much about her. What a wonderful lady. I mean, she's in her mid-30s. It turns out that she... Uh, is so loving. She has such a joy about her, beautiful smile. She, she's just this amazing actress who loves what she is doing. But you see her, and you see her in the show, and you'd have no idea 
that she struggles with depression and anxiety. It can be a disease. She really struggles with it. It was when they were getting ready to take the show to tryouts in Denver. It played in Denver for a number of months before it went to Broadway. Before they went to Denver, that she discovered she was pregnant. That was very unexpected. And she and her husband were so thrilled. And then a couple months into the pregnancy, she has a miscarriage and loses the baby. She goes into this time of depression. It is a difficult time. She is trying to dig back out and to continue to play this role. They go to Denver and one night she has a panic attack. She just has a panic attack and she cannot go out on stage. The understudy at the last moment has to step in. And when the show was over that night, it was Casey Levy who plays the part of Elsa who took Patty home. And Patty said, she took me home and she made soup And then she made up a bed for me on the couch so I could stay with her. And then we talked. There were no questions. There was no recriminating statements. We just talked. She said the most important gift that she gave me is I didn't have to be alone. I didn't have to be alone. She said what I think sometimes people don't understand is that just because you're a Disney princess doesn't mean that your life is perfect. No, we struggle. But it's when you know you're not alone. It's why John writes to us and says, a commandment he gives to us is that he who loves God should love his neighbor also. Whoever loves God should love his neighbor also. Because we don't need to be alone. We need each other. It's how we make it in this world. We struggle with isolation. And it is that love that leads us into life. Secondly, there is a message that says, don't be afraid of your magic. I'm not talking about some sort of supernatural power. I'm talking about your special spirit, your power, the person that God has made you to be. Don't be afraid of your magic, that spirit, that person, the person that God has created you to be. Don't be afraid. How often we are afraid to be the people we feel called to be. How will people react? That's the struggle for Anna, for Elsa. What will people know if she can create ice and she has these powers? She is afraid to be who she is and afraid of what people will say. And it leads to isolation. That fear. Again, John would say, there is no fear in love. For perfect love casts out fear To know what it means to be loved by Christ, to know what it means to love others, it's what sets you free so you can embrace your magic, your special spirit. To understand this musical of Frozen, you really probably need to understand Jennifer Lee. 
Jennifer Lee, the person who wrote Frozen. Jennifer always has struggled with a sense of self-doubt, always feeling that she's never good enough, always questioning her ideas and her opinions. Maybe it goes back to the fact when she was a young girl, she and her older sister, her father walked out on them. She lived with her mom. Her mom was a loving mom. But maybe that's what made her wonder, am I good enough? Am I lovable? Whatever, she struggled with self-doubt. She was a smart person. She made it all the way through high school. She had a real passion for, for movies for musicals. But when she was going to school at the University of uh, New Hampshire, she was 20 years old, she was studying English, and her boyfriend was killed in a boating accident. And when she lost her boyfriend in a boating accident, well, she was overwhelmed with a sense of grief. But it also then led, life is going by every moment you don't know, you can't give it up because you're afraid. But overcoming self-doubt to try, that's hard. She would graduate from college. She wanted to go get her master's, but she worked some odd jobs for several years as she tried to get up the courage thinking, is it possible that I could ever get accepted into Columbia? She finally would apply, and she did get accepted and came in to study film. There was a man there, Phil Johnson, He was older, he was working there, and he saw her potential, but how she always had self-doubt. And she would always hold back her opinions, she would always hold back her ideas. And he tried to say to her, Jenner, you've got to believe. You are enough. You're enough. Well, Phil went out to Hollywood, got involved with Disney on a project, and he sent and, and, and he told Jennifer, if you want to come out to Hollywood, I, I can get you on a project. There's work. She went out there and started working for Disney. And you know how that happens. One thing led to another, led to another. And before she knew it, she was working on the project Frozen. They were struggling with the storyline and where is this going to go? And they finally turned to her. Will you write the storyline for this animated film? Now, you don't write the storyline for an animated film at Disney with self-doubt. you got to bring it. And she did. She wrote the story, and then she co-directed this animated film. Now, what's significant about that, this was the 53rd full-length animated film made by Disney, and she is the first female director of an animated film in Disney's history. First female director in its history, 53 films. It did pretty well, 1.2 billion. She actually became the only female director of any studio to direct an animated film that would make more than a billion dollars. She would win an Academy Award. And two months ago, two months ago, She was named Chief Creative Officer of Disney Animation Studios. Obviously, no woman has ever held that position. 
People have said for a long time, this is an all-boys club. Not anymore. I saw her being interviewed, and I thought it was fascinating what she had to say. Self-doubt is one of the most destructive forces. It makes you defensive instead of open, reactive instead of active. Self-doubt is consuming and cruel. You must remember you are more than enough. It is God who has created you with a special magic. Don't be afraid. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. It's when we know God's love and we choose to love, you can embrace your spirit. Third, I believe the message is you were saved through a true act of love. Again, John would say, we love because he first loved us. As people of faith, we believe we love because he first loved us. It is the understanding that it is through a true act of love that Christ sacrificed for us. And when we see that love, when we experience that love, well, it's a perfect love. It casts out fear. It casts out fear so that we choose to love. And when you and I will love and sacrifice, when we are willing to love with that kind of perfect love, Well, it'll unfreeze your heart. It helps to set you free to be able to live. That was the struggle for Elsa. Jennifer Lee would say, Elsa represents fear. Anna represents love. And what they're needing to learn is how does love overcome fear so that we both can love and connect and be back together. And that's how we find life. It's when you are willing to sacrifice to go out of your way to think not about yourself but how you can bless somebody else. It's through an act. It is through a true, love, true act of love that you melt your frozen heart. And you're able to live. Casey Levy has the part of Elsa on Broadway. And again, what an amazing actress. She's had a number of successful roles. This just continues to build on her resume. She really does bring it. But the fascinating thing about Casey is that she is well known that when she leaves the theater at night, if there are young girls, young women standing outside who want to talk to her, she will stop and take all the time that they would ask and visit with them. And that's not always the case for people who are Broadway stars. And you know, I get it. I mean, think about the lifestyle. You get up in the morning, you try to live some of your life in the morning, and then you got to get to the theater early. You're going to be dancing, so you got to be stretching. You got to warm up your voice. Then you got to get into costume. You got to get on your makeup, and your hair has got to be done. Finally, the show is ready to go, and you got to be laser focused to know your lines, to know the dances, to be ready to sing. You bring your best. And then it's late at night when you finally get through, and you're taking off your makeup and putting up your costumes and And then you finally go out the door and here's all these adoring fans. 
Can I have your autograph? I'd like to talk to you. I get it. I can see why they'd come out sometimes and say, I'm sorry, not tonight, not tonight. No, no. I mean, what does it take to still be able to do that? And yet Casey does. And there's a reason why. The reason because she grew up in Canada, right outside of Toronto, but she loved theater. And it was her mom and dad, when she was 14, took her to New York to go see some Broadway plays. They took her to several number of musicals, but on one they went to, they had her tickets on the front row. First Broadway musical she had ever seen. And lo and behold, it was Sarah Jessica Parker who was performing in the lead that night. And Casey said, you know, I could tell that Sarah Jessica Parker and I, we looked so much alike. And actually they did. It turned out that she was sitting on the front row and she said, all night long as she was performing, I felt she kept looking just at me. She just kept looking at me. And I knew they were putting on this show for me. She was so swept up in the magic of the moment and the feeling of the night. And when it was all over, she said to her parents, I want to go to the stage door. I want to meet Sarah Jessica Parker. And her parents weren't thrilled about it. It had been a long day. It was in December. It was cold and it was raining. But they said yes. And so they went out and stood for 30 minutes outside before here came Casey. Or here, here came Sarah Jessica Parker. And when Sarah Jessica Parker came out, Casey went up to her and said, I loved watching you tonight. And Sarah said, you're the girl in the first row. She had been looking at her. And she spoke up and said, yes, that is me. And I can tell you, I want to perform on Broadway. I want to be on stage. I want to be like you. She's going on and on. And Sarah said, you can. You can do it. It will take hard work, sacrifice. There will be rejection. But you have to keep on trying. You can do it. And Casey said, I never forgot that. That meant more to me and I have gone back through the years and remembered that and drawn on that. And so whenever I come out of that stage door and there are young women who are waiting, I don't care how tired I am, I will take the time for them. By a true act of love, we are saved. It melts a frozen heart. You know, today we are bringing St. Luke's on Broadway to an end. And I don't know if you've been here a bunch, if you've noticed that this year we've been very focused on strong women. Our very first show was Annie Oakley in Annie Get Your Gun. What an amazing, strong lady in a world where women didn't shoot guns. The success she had. And then there was Tracy Turnblad. Tracy Turnblad was um, in hairspray and willing to go and do all these things regardless of body shape and type. And then we saw Donna and Sophie last week and Mama Mia. Then this week we wind up seeing Elsa and Anna in Frozen. All strong women who do significant things in the world and in their lives and behind the scenes as I'm always telling you about people 
you may remember we've talked so much about women who do amazing things. Going back to Dorothy Fields in the 1940s in an all-man's world on Broadway who wrote the show, Annie Get Your Gun, all the way to Jennifer Lee, who in 2013 is the first woman director of a Disney animated film. And so many in between. What I've wanted to do is to focus on the fact that that, you know, women have had to struggle. Struggle. I mean, they didn't get the vote till a hundred years, not even a hundred years ago. In the 60s, a cry for, for rights. All the way up to this day, having to cry for respect with a Me Too program. There's been a struggle. And sometimes it helps to see how people... Everyone has a gift from God. Everyone has a special magic and spirit to bring. If given the opportunity and the courage to try, everybody's a child of God and is special. And how do we treat them? It was Paul who said, There is no male nor female, nor Greek nor Jew, nor slave nor free. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or red or brown. It doesn't matter if you're gay or straight or if you're Republican or Democrat. We get so carried away with labels and the judgments we bring and the challenges to say that we are all children of God. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of your special spirit the magic that has been given to you. Perfect love cast out fear. Be willing to reach out and to connect, to love. We love because He first loved us. And so we reach out to love for a commandment He left us that He who loves God, well, He should love His neighbor also. So be willing to let it go. Let go of the past. Let go of your fears. Let it go. And know that it's through a true act of love that you can unfreeze a heart. It's in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let each of us lift up our own silent prayer. Amen.